0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: A California mail carrier allegedly beat a turkey to death. This is the important question. Was it
2: self-defense? Can I? Okay. I, I, I feel like I need to interject here because my mother delivers mail and she has almost had it out with turkeys before. Okay. You know, especially... Had it out? Yeah. Like, like physical, I'm going to put you
3: in my oven, turkey. Like, Man well, versus turkey. She's a
2: vegetarian, but physical Uh-oh. altercation for self-defense. Is because... that just
3: calling like one of the customers a jive turkey?
2: No, no? Real, real, real live turkeys. Okay. So
3: not real jive turkeys, real live turkeys. Okay.
2: So I, I what... almost
3: hit a, a wild turkey on the freeway because it was like casually crossing the yeah. on-ramp. They and don't it, care. They I just, don't care. It looked at me care. like you're going to stop because I'm not going to get hit.
1: <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to all of the drunken people who bring a bottle of wild turkey to Thanksgiving every year. Nice. Just yeah. a shout out. So, what was uh, this? So, so, so this is believable. All of a sudden.
2: <laughs> so they were they were crossing the road, right? So my mom's like, Wait, "Why did
1: the turkey cross the road? Because <laughs> it, 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 it was because it <laughs> it was stapled to the chicken. Oh, oh, no? okay. Go ahead."
2: So the it's like a family of turkeys crossing the road. So she's like, I'm going to get out and ask them kindly, can you please get out of the road?
1: For those of you playing the home game, is there a Free Talk Live home game? There will be now. It's a, You can do a drinking game at a Free Talk it's Live. It's a card game you can play at dinner with your friends. There are, there are drinking game rules that you can do. Whenever I say, you know. Ooh. You can drink, uh, and if you choose to play this game, you are going to get drunk, okay? You know? Um, you know?
2: So yeah. I probably shouldn't play this game while I'm on the air? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay, yeah, heard. Yeah.
1: Uh, wait until you know, you're okay. listening to this Yeah, until show. I... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you're like, oh, I remember that one episode, I should listen to that, and then, oh, I'll play a drinking game. Uh, for those of you who listen on other nights when it's not the Sunday crew... Um, when Ian is on, you can drink whenever he says the word ostensibly. (laughs) It's it's one of his favorites. Um, and there was, well, I guess Mark doesn't do the show very often, so we we won't mention that.
3: Mark had a breathing problem at one point. (gasps) Yeah, callers complained about his inhale. You breathe so loud into the microphone, Mark. Can you stop that? Mark's like, I need to breathe, people. Like, this this is just how I breathe.
2: (laughs) You got to do the singer breathe, you know, where you get away from the mic and- And then come back in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's called uh, mic technique, is what it's called. It's when you're
2: way far away and then
1: you get much closer to the microphone, and that's what happens.
3: I had a friend, we did uh, door to door sales, and he was a former Jehovah's Witness, so he was really good at it.
1: (laughs) Did you ever do door to door door sales? No. Somebody says, oh, 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 every time you hear the word crypto, take a drink. We were talking about potential drinking is Yes, that's, yeah, if you hear anything related to, you know, if you hear Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, cash, B, any of the abbreviations, BCH, BTC, ETA, you know, all that stuff. Monero, If you hear Monero, you know. Uh, if you hear anything that resembles uh, taxation is theft, right? I think you should do a shot rather than just take a swig, right? Taxation is it's theft. a long list. You know? Um, yeah, the only you way just to listen to this show is drunk.
2: Yeah, you should just continuously drink the entire time. Don't even worry about what we're talking about.
1: I was, speaking of mom stories, I have a dad story. This is uh, my my friend's dad. Uh, We were early 20s, so uh, his dad was cool enough that uh, he was like, hey, if you boys are going to drink, we went to like a concert or something. He's like, if y'all are going to drink after the concert, you know, I prefer you drink here. You know, you get as drunk as you want. Plenty of room. Y'all can stay the night, whatever. And so we're doing just that. And we're out on the back porch playing drinking games. And so dad shows up after, you know, some time. He's like, oh, what are you doing? Playing drinking games? We're like, yeah. And they're like, well, how does it work? And we teach him how it works. And he goes, so how do you know how many drinks to give away? It's like, well, whoever wins the hand gets to give away as many drinks as there are players in any way they see fit. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. And he wins the first hand that he plays, right? And he goes, "Uh, so there's, what, seven of us? So that's seven drinks? And I can give them away any way I see fit? We're like, yeah, that's right.
4: Well, I wanted to talk to the American people about this thing called theft, that is taxation is theft. Well, I just want to clarify that and say it's actually not theft. It's theft by consent. And the reason that you consented to your uh, federal income tax, taxation, is because you don't understand, or most people in America don't understand, that the federal income tax is three words, federal income tax. And it means one of two things. It's either the federal power to tax your income, or it is the po- it is the tax on your federal income. So let me let me put that to you pretty simply as far as a, an analogy. Let's say I said I'm a short bus driver. Does that make me a short driver of a bus, or does that make me the driver of a short bus? I would and guess driver of makes- a short
1: bus on that one. Well, it exactly. could also mean something um, oh, like. Months. It could also mean something like uh, it could be a euphemism for, like, you know, somebody who's not too bright. That guy's a real short euphemisms, bus driver. Oh, right.
4: Euphemisms aside, those are the riders of the short bus. But you still have to figure out what which is short. Is it the bus or is it the uh, driver? Yep. And so going back to the federal income tax, I want you to everybody go look at their 1040 instruction form and look for the words federal income tax. And you all see that the word federal when not at the beginning of a sentence, is a non-capitalized word.
1: How can you consent right. to something negatively?
4: Well, that's a legal idea called tacit proc- proclaration, and that is if you fail to object, then you consent.
1: For well, example, okay, I get that that's a legal thing, but that doesn't make any well, sense in, is, like, the logical word. It, well, okay. Right. It
4: doesn't have but to, but it's, if I, could, it,
3: I I feel could like that go. works in debates, too. Like, if you're having a debate and you raise a point and the opposition yeah. doesn't object to that point or counter it,
1: like, you score on that one in my world. Yep. So, can only so let's see. Fraud. So right, so if somebody uh, wants to uh, drop a bomb, unbeknownst to me, on you know my town or village that I live in, and uh, I don't object because I don't know about it, how have I consented?
4: Well, first of all, you didn't object, but you didn't. You were not also given notice. And if you were in court, you would have to be given notice first. That is the first uh, idea of due process. All right. So then, notice when did I get notice of? When did I got, get notice
1: okay. of the federal income tax?
4: You got notice when you received your W two or your ten ninety nine. And let me explain this to you. Have you read the authorizing statute for the W two or the ten ninety nine? No. And why should I? You have, because if you don't read it, then you're. Uh, then you're not able to object to the contract which they are establishing with you.
1: Uh, the, there example, is no contract if I didn't read yeah. it and sign it.
4: Well, you didn't read it, but they put it forth to you against your social security number.
1: You're obviously a legal nerd. You've looked very deeply into this yes. subject matter, and you're very I knowledgeable. You're very knowledgeable about the subject matter that you are speaking about. But what I'm getting at is that uh, what you're saying to people is like, oh, if you fill out this specific paperwork or if you, you know, you know, I don't know, submit this form, whatever it is, the magical, magical, I am a free person and there is no piece of paper on planet Earth that I need to fill out to prove that I'm free,
4: except for the fact that if you don't fill out that piece of paperwork or do not object properly, your court, the court system will not recognize it and you'll go to jail.
1: Yeah, that that's right. And that's where it's wrong. Now, that's well, where the whole on, system on, is wrong, because the system wrong, should no, require wrong. actual consent, not, not this manufactured wrong. legal mumbo-jumbo consent that if you yeah. are ignorant I or agree. you haven't been taught about it.
2: And I also think I it's agree. important for us to say that coercion and threats are not equal to consent. Correct.
1: Thank you. That's so that's so, not proper I,
2: consent I if I have to be threatened in order for to get my consent to pay taxes.
3: So I let's assume that you're right... Captain, and you're right, Nikki. Like on the philosophical grounds, but this magical document gets you out of that system. I don't think he's entirely right about everything. So this, what I'm going to say is, presuming that he is, Mm -hmm. and I kind of want to go back a little bit as an example uh, to the COVID lockdowns, specifically here in New Hampshire, where the governor, when he issued the lockdown orders and the mask rules, like carved out an exception. And I believe he carved out that exception specifically for free staters because he knew that he would get way too much pushback from our community specifically Hmm. had he not done that. It's an interesting theory. And the exception that he carved out was any, you know, you have to wear a mask unless you have a medical condition and no one is allowed to ask you about your medical condition. Right. So you go to the store and they go like, where's your mask? And you go, I have a medical condition and they can't say a word to you. Right. Like, that's it. They didn't have to let you in. And so through the co-COVID lockdown, right, like I took advantage of this. Sadly, that's not exactly how it worked, but for the most part, it did.
1: It went. I'm that not going to read the entire yeah, order, but that's what it was. it, yeah. it was. It was a carve-out. No, but I mean the practical application. Like if that's I went to a place and they accosted me for not wearing, I've a been mask, kicked out of places. And I said, and I said, yeah, I would. You know, I Ray did would, not. They would. They would say things like, "That's not real. You have to wear a mask." Blah blah blah. And so no. I just be like, "You don't want me here. I'll leave." No. No. Okay.
3: So different experience, and so, because mine was right this way, sir. And anyway, right it's,
1: it's, I mean. it's secondary to your point. So finish your point, please.
3: So my point was. There was there was this built-in exception, and I believe specifically mm. for us.
2: Me and Richie Rich could both fill out this magic paperwork, right? Right. And it might work for him if yep. he gets a certain judge, but it might not work for me if I get a certain judge. Also So true. that's a major flaw when we're having these magical people wearing magical robes who get to decide people's fate... And it has nothing to do with actual laws. It just has to do with what mood they're in that day, or if the person that went before you in court pissed them off or not. That's not fair.
3: And that could easily be why this has worked for Bear and will not work for anybody else.
1: Right now, there are people who do this kind of a thing, and to some extent, uh, the things that that Bear called in and talked about uh, have been talked about extensively uh on air on a pod on a radio show by uh, mark stevens uh who did the no state project yep. and he has he would offer you could go download like guides on how I paid for it. You know, I all bought of his, kind of thing. I
3: bought his questionnaire and forms and did all that. And, stuff and I the love point. that. I love yeah. that.
1: So like when you do find yourself being attacked by the state, you have somewhat of a uh, a framework on how to mount a defense. Against it was them.
3: it was amazing. The Mark Stevens thing was amazing because I watched a couple of his videos. Yeah. And in the video, he was like, "You're going to object, and you're going to say these words." And the prosecutor's immediately going to jump up and say these words. Right. Now, I'll give it a shot. I'm in court all the time. You know, this was some time ago. Yeah. And sure enough, I said the magic words, and the prosecutor jumped up from his desk, said the magic words that Mark (laughs) Stevens said he was going to say, and it was like,
1: well, gosh darn. I was talking about this example where the U.S. Internal Service filed to dismiss a lawsuit by Joshua and Jessica Jarrett a married couple who claims they should not have paid income tax on cryptocurrency staking rewards. While the IRS offered the Jarretts a refund in December, the couple refused, and this was in an effort to force federal court to decide how staking income is taxed in the U.S. See, because that hasn't
3: been decided yet. They're making a sacrifice because they could have just taken their, their W and walked
1: out of there. However, comma this week, the IRS... Filed a motion to dismiss the case, arguing that the Jarrett's could not refuse its offer of a refund.
2: Hmm.
1: There you go. So is that changing the rules?
3: Depends if it was already in the rules. Like no. what do the rules actually say? I wouldn't be able to
2: tell you yeah. so. Yeah.
3: But you would have to know. Yeah. Right? You would you would have to know what rule what rule says that they can't offer it, and then is that rule legit, right? For us? No, because none of them are. But if you're going to play that game, right, if, they, if, they're, if they're going like, you know, we could help a lot of people if we just don't take this refund because then nobody – we would set yeah. the precedent going forward. And the IRS knows this, and because it's their rules, they go like, well, we'll just give them a refund, and then they get away with it. No precedent is set.
4: I do think that we should get rid of those regulations that that keep people from drilling for oil, and I don't think that this country should be buying any – Oil or other product from the, from uh, Russia.
0: A totalitarian state is a sin to prop up a
4: totalitarian state.
2: Well, Do you yeah, feel the but, same way about China that oh, we shouldn't yeah. be buying? Okay,
1: I you better believe it. I I don't feel that way because if somebody you know lives in some other geographic area that is ruled over by you know some other form of government. If they make something that's a superior product or a lower cost or something that I need, uh, I am going to seek them out to purchase it, regardless of what yeah. you know what what kind of rule they have over them. Now, if they themselves are participating in you know something like creating war or coercing people in some way, shape, or form, which of course all governments do. Then, you know, I might consider boycotting that specific business, uh, but I'm not going to blanket, you know, statement say, I'm not going to buy anything from China or Russia or Timbuktu or, you know, whatever, just because there is some political turmoil going on. So we've been talking about consent, uh, and I'm of the opinion that implied consent is a BS term. Okay. I... I will grant
3: you that the term may be BS, but the concept behind the term is valid in a
1: lot of situations. Yes. Now, if somebody is going to, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, somebody gave somebody the Heimlich maneuver, right? Because they saw him choking or whatever. Or they found him slumped in their chair turning blue. Right. Uh, And I remember like this occurring, like when I was growing up, I remember somebody suing somebody who saved them like they were dying. They were choking and somebody gave them the Heimlich maneuver and then they turned around and sued them for like damages because they like broke a rib or something. I don't remember the exact uh, of the case. And so I have a feeling that this is where a lot of this implied consent legislation came from. Uh, that didn't exist. Before
3: Paramedics that. will frequently break the ribs of elderly patients while they're doing CPR and chest compressions. Yeah, right. Can't do anything it's about it. Hard not to. Right. Exactly. But, but
2: you can you can have something called a do not resuscitate order, where you know if you want to, if you're old and you're out and about, and if you die and you don't want yep. to be resuscitated, yep. wear a bracelet that says DNR, do not resuscitate. That would be withdrawn so, consent. So that's yeah, that's withdrawing consent. I don't want to be saved. If you see me dead on the ground. Call the morgue. Do not call the hospital. Like
3: That would be more along with Bear's idea of you must object.
2: I think there are other things that you could use implied consent for correctly, like a couple, if you would have to ask you know, your significant other every single time you were to hug or kiss them, I think that's a situation where implied consent would be. You know, you're not going to be like, you sexually assaulted me for kissing me without explicitly asking me that's first. Like a, it's kind of just implied that from the history of relationship, that's cool.
1: There's a term for that in, uh, I hate to use the term licensing, but when somebody does license something, uh, sometimes there's a period of time on that, or sometimes it's an open ended license. Uh, and so, uh, software. Like marriage,
3: open ended license.
1: <laughs> Until you <laughs> well, terminate that... I mean, still, that's not quite, and particularly marriage and relationships, like, you don't really have an open license. Like, you can still violate consent. There are plenty of married people who have been raped against their will. And so, like, I don't want to, you know, jump into that end of the pool, so to speak.
3: Just stick with first responders, then. That's where it's probably... It's probably where you can wrap your head around the concept, or the listener can wrap their head around the concept. No,
1: I, I get easiest. the concept. I just don't like that it's a state-sponsored concept. This is from WISN. This is uh, Channel 12 ABC, uh, Wisconsin. as a channel, television ch- channel. Uh, a big no. Huge, invasive, parachuting spiders will begin to cover the East Coast, experts say. Oh, no. Stay in Wisconsin.
2: <laughs> Doesn't that happen in Australia?
1: I I don't they know. I, the,
2: I think it does. I think they it like rains spiders there. I, they
3: have the scariest animals in Australia. I've I've never I heard even of. Want to visit. Like
1: these are spider paratroopers apparently. I, <laughs> like I the little
2: GI Joes. Like
1: like do they have a spider <laughs> Air Force that's dropping the little spiders out of airplanes? That, like
2: you know what? The only thing that can explain this, aliens
1: aliens okay aliens go on who else is
2: dropping spiders (laughs) from the sky (laughs)
3: like that that needs more than just a a cursory explanation there (laughs) aliens
1: go now i don't enjoy spiders right as far as like you know if i'm in my house and i see a spider i don't like that right my rule is i don't care if you exist i don't want to see you i'm more okay with spiders than roaches Yes, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, okay. well. so now let me preface this or postface this. I don't know. I've too late like to preface it. Scientists say it will continue to spread because of its ability to survive the cold. I don't think of Georgia as a cold place. So in our experiment, we exposed them to a brief period of cold only for a couple of minutes at below freezing temperatures. And most of the Dor- Joros did just fine. Said Andy Davis, co So they'll be the fine study. in New Hampshire. They're not going to
2: die in three minutes. They're going to like over the course. Of how long is it? It's cold here for a long time, like half the year. They're they're going to die. Don't worry.
1: Researchers <laughs> have found the spiders can travel using their webs like balloons or parachutes to ride the wind. It's
2: pretty badass. But it's, it's unknowing.
1: Balloon. It's unknowing humans who will spread them quicker. See." Can you just imagine, though, like, you know, you're just walking along outside, you know, you get hit in the head, right? What the heck was that? And you look down and it's some spider with like this weird looking parachute thing. He looks up and he says, hey, buddy, get out of my way.
2: Watch where you're going.
1: (laughs) A whole invasion of them, though, coming down. We had a Joro being found in Oklahoma. We tracked the person who made the observation and it turned out it was a student from here so from georgia okay Uh, joros don't appear to have much of of an effect on local food local food webs (laughs) or ecosystems and as menacing as the big spiders look experts say they're scaredy cats and you're highly unlikely to be bitten
0: by one well you guys are talking about these flying spiders they theoretically came out of georgia from japan japan does have some decent winters. So I think these bugs are going to do just fine in New Hampshire and probably Michigan too, if they ever make it here, Great. but, uh, <laughs> they're
1: so polite. They're though, prangs, they have no impact on local prang. ecology, call it whatever. I'm, I'm whelmed by the whole, the whole subject.
0: Well, dude, you can get, you you can infest a whole city with cockroaches just by having one in the cuff of your pants. Uh, you know, don't say stuff like that. You're triggering it, me. They're a, they're asexual like worms. They don't need nobody to breed Dude, I lived yes, in uh, really?
1: the, the panhandle the panhandle of Florida for some time, and I have never seen bigger cockroaches than I saw Oh, yeah, you there. can put
0: a saddle on them buggers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about not... le- exactly that. Like, you know, can I somehow tie them all together and get them to do, like, work for me? <laughs> Probably. Pulling loads down the street or whatever, you know?
0: Oh, I had to do a gig in Columbus, Ohio one time. There was this woman. She must have weighed 500, 600 pounds, and they've been trying to evict her out of there for, like, six months. She the water utilities, everything off. So by the time we got there, there was this giant, big claw bathtub, and it was full right to the brim of feces, right? Uh. So everything was disgusting. So we finally got the water on and got her cleaned out a little bit. And I go into John to take a whiz, and I lift up the toilet seat, and this four-inch cockroach is standing there, and he literally reeled up on his back legs and took a swing at me and hit. (laughs) (laughs) Dude wanted to fight.
3: One of the things that they always say about the, the government's formation of laws, right? At least you know, common law in the early days was not that the government created the laws, but the government codified laws that were then discovered. Right. Like people discover that this should be a thing and the government then just codifies it to to enshrine it in that geographic region. Right? So if good Samaritan laws exist naturally yeah. and then the government goes like, Well, that should be a thing and they just codify it, is it really that big of a deal that they codified something
1: that sounds all fine and good richie rich but that's not how it actually works because because there is show me a government on planet earth that has that for a process of their lawmaking. They don't. Show me a government that has anything that resembles uh, a process of removing laws that are no longer relevant to anybody for any reason, any way, shape, or form. They don't. Nobody has any of those because they never take laws off the books. Okay. You know, so,
3: yeah. But, I mean, again, theoretically, that's how uh, uh, British common law started, right? Like, people discovered things that should be and then wrote it down. Sure. And so, if you go like, wow, we it should be okay for you to save someone's life and they shouldn't be able to do anything to you because you were acting in good faith, right? We should write that one down because it exists anyway. It's just, you know, code like the, you know, the, the second amendment people, right? They, you're not granted the right to bear arms by the government.
2: Psychedelic soaps. Man. Man.
1: And so was I partially correct that like, you know, they come in tie-dyed colors and Grateful Dead stamps? I don't know.
2: No. Okay.
3: It doesn't even sound like there's psychedelics in
1: there. Yeah. Just
3: fancy no. words on the bottle of normal soap.
2: Nope.
1: Are you going to start like a multi-level marketing like, you know, a psychedelic Amway man? You'd have to start I mean, that's like a great Oregon.
2: idea. Maybe not multi-level marketing, but
3: why not? You'd be at like the top of the pyramid at this point.
2: Right? Yeah, I know if <laughs> I'm the, the CEO. This is the best I time am the to... CEO.
3: Everyone uh, is my downline. Yes. That's <laughs> the best. The best time to get into the multi-level world, marketing is when you create it yourself. The whole world is I my
2: downline. So. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Dr. Bronner's soap it, has a role in one of the country's biggest financial supporters of the efforts to win mainstream acceptance of psychedelics, and to loosen government restrictions on all illegal drugs. Since 2015, Mr. Bronner's Magic Soap, yes, that is the official name of the company, has donated more than $23 million to drug advocacy and research organizations. Wait, it
1: was called Magic Soap before the psychedelics? Yes. Wow, But we, we really
2: don't know when the psychedelics came into play.
1: Nobody's wrote a song that I'm aware of about salvia. Now, salvia, you have to pay attention to if you're if you're out there doing drugs, people. Uh, and it, it, here's a pro tip and, from the captain. And and, and I'm not a uh, I'm not a drug advice expert, uh, nor do I play one on the radio. <laughs> but uh, with salvia, you have to watch the X Factor. And by the X Factor, salvia is rated by. How many times potency it is?
2: Oh, not the like talent show.
1: Right. Yes. <laughs> X Factor is great on Salvia. <laughs> Three and a half stars. No, uh, that's that's Star Search. Sorry, Ed McMahon. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's why Ed McMahon left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I uh, worked on that for years. Only to, only to premiere it here on Free Talk Live. <laughs> I feel honored. <laughs> you should. <You're> on, <laughs> what is it? March sixth, twenty twenty-two. On the, the Sunday, Sunday Man, show, no less. Sunday I'm gonna show. write that down. I'm That's writing
2: right. this date down. <laughs>
1: anyway, celebrated every March sixth. One x salvia, pretty mild, pretty fun. Ten x salvia, not mild at all, not very fun. So I've been told. I'm holding up air quotes for those of you who aren't, aren't watching us over at video.freetalklive.com. This is
2: not medical advice on Free no, Talk Live. <laughs>
1: and and Selvia still is legal in a bunch of places. Okay. There's a couple of places that it's, you know, they're like, no. But it's a part of the Sage family, so it's naturally occurring.
4: Have you guys heard about the uh, One America life insurance company that uh, they're saying that there's a 40% increase in the death rate in 18 to 64 years old? In the United States, and it's just an astronomical figure. They said uh, if it was ten percent, it would be like a one in two hundred year event, and forty percent increase out of nowhere. And mm. it's not from COVID either. Oh, you, it? We just had that? a
1: pandemic, so is it possible that it's related to baby boomers dying because they're the largest population age group? Happens to be in that same age group
4: no well it's probably more well i i've seen this uh um j wilderness on um uh he does a YouTube uh, compilations of uh, sports figures that are dying on the field mm-hmm. all over like Europe and uh, Africa. Have you, have you seen any of those? Where
1: I, I haven't seen those myself, but I've heard the stories of it. And I'm just looking at a the conspiracy theories. It's tied into the vaccine, right? I'm just looking at an article here from the Desert Review. Just the first result that popped up. Life insurance deaths are up forty percent. According to Dr. Robert Malone's chilling analysis, so it's a uh, Dr. Robert Malone uh, who is known amongst libertarian circles.
0: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and
2: more—all for free at FreetalkLive.com.